Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Unremembered Heresy. Uh, tonight I am joined by Sam. Hello, guten tag. Uh, and uh, we don't have Callum this evening, he's uh, off for a bit, uh, but we are uh, joined by the wonderful Mr Chris Gibson. Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, so thank you very much, Chris, for stepping in. Uh, you, you're slowly becoming, you know, more and more of a regular with us. That's uh, it's quite nice to get you on board. Um, <laughs> tonight we are tonight, or even today, depending on what time you're listening to us. Uh, we're going to be covering events again, but this time from the the side of running them. Uh, we're quite lucky in the sense that all three of us have either attempted to, are doing so, or have run events. Um, you've got Sam, which has run a couple of successful events. Christopher, who's doing his first, and myself, which did one which bombed spectacularly. Um, we'll cover why we think they all did the way they did on high points and stuff we're looking forward to, obviously, with Christopher's event that's coming up. And uh, Sam's highs and lows of doing his. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a few. Mm -hmm. I've uh, been on the other end of the uh, customer feedback emails. Um but I think if we did that, it might turn into like a, a four-hour mega episode if we went through all the emails that Sam received and some of the Ow. feedback that he got. You Ow. know, you know, one one of I think one of the best ones was uh, the Sunday. Somebody was complaining about the drunken dude outside in the car park drinking Lucasade who didn't bother playing because he was so drunk. Um, oh yeah, no one wants that guy. No one yeah, that. I know. Don't know who that could be. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I believe I referred to him as the rum, rum monster. Yeah, your mother. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that was we'll blame that on Mr. Henry, shall we? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> take that yourself. So, if you haven't we'll guessed, that, that was <laughs> the England football game, and you joining <laughs> in. That was it. Uh, we'll go there. Right. Sorry. Keep it back on track in the new streamlined format. Um, we shall start with Sam. If you would like to give us some of your high points uh, of what it's like trying to set up your events and how you feel um, you've done with it, really. Okay. Um, I think one of the best parts when it comes to running the events is... With the Heresy community, you get to meet a lot of the people, and I think uh, Callum and Chris were talking about it in the last episode, where you get to, uh, you, you all become very close friends quite quickly. You all know each other. And having run two events, it's also really interesting to see people who came to the first one to come to the second one. Uh, and you see people who probably haven't seen each other for quite a while and you just get to see like a lot of the banter and that's between event organizers people playing and stuff like that and um one of my favorite parts was walking around to the tables and seeing people just spurting off shit to each other and basically giving each other jip quite a bit when you say spurting off shit can you just clarify that remember we do have some emperor's children players that listen we did indeed this is very true uh basically <laughs> Uh, having a bit of banter, lads, 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 with each other. Oh, okay. Not just squatting one off over the table. <laughs> hey, if you if you can perch one off over the top of the table, I think that's a very good skill. That needs to be C CV worthy. <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> oh, oh, two Chris's, one Spartan. Um, 
well, I, I don't know what would be worse: two Chris's, one Spartan, or one uh, a one Chris and two Spartans, because that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a good try. <laughs> oh. And that's what we love about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's March the thirtieth sorted out. Um, <laughs> Those of you attending the Scribes Heresy event, you've got a good sight on your hands. Um, sorry, interrupting you there, Sam. Carry on. That's right. Um, I, yeah, that, that was pretty much where I was going with it in the sense that it's just a very fun atmosphere to sort of, as an event organiser, to just watch everyone having a lot of banter and um, just interacting with each other on a level that, having been to other events, I've not really seen before. Okay. And that's because quite a lot of people already know each other and it can even be the same. So you've got two people who one person's quite well known in the community or has a few friends there and one person who doesn't and more often than not rather than the person who isn't friends with sort of people going, oh yeah, shit. You end up getting people like Tom, let's say for example, Tom Henry going over to Gibbo's table and giving Gibbo shit which then gives not actual shit, Gibbo. Again, the CDM's children play we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> He's selling the poopty bus. Um, but the it's the fact that as somebody who might not know many people in the heresy community, they're already sort of invigorated by other people giving the other person loads of grief. And that can really sort of... See, I had to change the word grief. Um, and that can really help embolden people in the community and i think that's the biggest thing for me as an event organizer was to stand back and see people interacting with each other on such a positive level because as uh, hobbyists and nerds we're all renowned and known for our social skills mm -hmm. naturally and good hygiene <laughs> especially in a really hot room in haven't yep um get there okay any other so like uh, yeah Sorry, are we sorry, Chris. Are we, no, 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 go on. I was just going to say, are we doing one at a time, or do you want me to sort of no, no, go over all my favourites? Go on, go okay. for another favourite, because you're the one that's actually done an event that's, that's ran, so let's, let's cover some of your favourites first. Cool. Um, I personally, from the event organiser point of view, I, I think it's very important that as an event organiser, you do something different that no one else is doing. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone has different likes and dislikes about it. And there's always something that will make people happy and make people sad. Um, one of my favorite things from running the events is uh, doing the Legion specific stuff because you get some people who don't necessarily enjoy it and they're not that fussed about it, but then you get some people who really go whole hog on it. So for those of you who don't know at the previous events that I've done, uh, I do, I look at all of the different legions and um, factions being represented and I come up with a particular phrase that gets used uh, in each game. If that phrase gets used, um, it's meant to be as a joke, then they score additional victory points. And the first path to confrontation that we ever did, we had uh, Liam Durr. Uh, who is Liam.Loss Legion on Instagram, um, shouting Leroy Jenkins as his uh, um, Orion. And sorry? Philip Ledbitter as well, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And f uh, no, Phil Ledbitter was uh, using wolves that time, but he did howl. Oh, he was shout every, he was just, it was amazing. The pair of them, they were like yeah. really giving it full beans. Um, I did appreciate 
um people doing binary solos who are playing mechanicum but yeah um liam shouting leroy jenkins as his uh orion dropship i believe it crashed when he shouted it as well yeah uh, yeah and my favorite one from the most recent path was um we had one dark angels player uh who is also his matt who is a friend of liam's as well um and it took me ages to try and figure out what to do with them but eventually we came up with the idea of they're obviously horse knights mounted on horses in like the fluff and stuff like that so i got him one of the party blowers the uh, and every time he declared a charge, he had to blow that as if he was uh, uh, doing a nightly charge. <laughs> and oh, I, I just really that enjoyed one. that. <laughs> awesome. You to mention as well from the first one with the Alpha Legion, just the shenanigans you were able to have with that? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Chris, you, you explain because obviously you were the Alpha Legion player and just explain what we did dirty, leading up to the event. <laughs> All right, so first time around, uh, you pulled all the Alpha Legion players aside, and there was surprisingly a lot of us. For such a small event uh, for the first and... time. Yeah, there's what, five or six Alpha Legion players? Yep. Something like that, I think. Um, Out of 30? Sam, you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam gave us the choice of... Uh, obviously, we're naturally aligned to the traitor side, but uh, in this private meeting, we could reassign ourselves to either loyalist or stay traitor. Uh, throughout the event, we have to uh, accrue our points for the traitor side, but at the end of the day, it was revealed, actually, were those points actually going to the traitor side or were they going to the loyalist side? And it was just brilliant, and the reaction from everyone was remarkable. I think I it was think quite probably funny. the safest word. To Luckily, say. the loyalists had won anyway before we'd even been given the uh, traitor points. Yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah, an outstanding loyalist victory. Properly won in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think three out of five of the Alpha Legion people went over to the uh, loyalist side, and obviously, Ouch. the way we did it so that they couldn't sort of decide at the end of the day was I got all of them to write down Emperor or Warmaster on uh, a piece of paper with their name and I'd keep it and then announce it at the end so there was no way they could sort of change sides again based on who was winning and who was losing but Mike bless him who was the Warmaster for the day I don't think I've ever seen him look so angry at sort of like a, a, a ballot action and in fact he stopped playing Heresy for about six months after that yeah, he wasn't happy. Yeah, but then having said that, on the second one, I think was even worse because there were some people took it and ran with it. <laughs> again, oh, Alf, oh, yeah. Alf, again, Alpha Legion special rule. <laughs> uh, so Sam, that... how would you how would you word that special rule that you gave me? Especially knowing now how some people interpreted it. <laughs> yeah, I meant it as like a really harmful, harmless way of doing it. But I, from how I worded it, I'm pretty sure I, I did not put enough stipulation in this. So I basically said the aim of the game for the Alpha Legion player was to cheat in some way, shape or form uh, and get away with it. And then at the end of the game, admit to their opponent that they'd done it. Um, gain their bonus points now i meant that from the point of view of saying something along the lines of oh yeah uh, <laughs> this power dagger is strength five or um he's got artificer armor and he doesn't and stuff like that chris what did you do 
I removed a huge piece of line of sight blocking terrain from in front of my Volkite culverins. <laughs> Just, oh, amazing. I, see, I think it's completely justified because the fact I was able to remove that without it being noticed, we'd already deployed our armies. And then I was able to remove that piece without it being noticed. I, I think that was quite noble. <laughs> it's very clever, but I don't think your opponents saw it the same way. No, no, not even slightly. <laughs> Who was your opponent for that game? I can't remember. Sam. Do you want me to name him? Oh, was it Robinson? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Which is yeah. weird because Sam's very switched on usually when he plays. Yeah, I think that's probably what annoyed him more than anything is the fact that he didn't pick up on it. <laughs> He's probably great. not that annoyed by it, but he took it well. He took it well. Um, you get that. So, okay, so you've done your highlights on that sort of thing. How about um, with regard to, like, event packs and actually venue and stuff? Is there any, any good points to doing those? Um, or are you still pulling your hair out and you're cursing Ricky and the others? No, I, I think the biggest part when it comes to event packs is that no matter how prepared you think you are, you're still never as prepared as you actually should be. Um, it, <laughs> there's so many things that I wish that I could do or so many things that I have ideas for leading up to it and you never have enough time to get it all in place or to make it so that everyone's happy. Um, Ricky was outstanding. So for those of you who don't know, basically what we do for Path to Confrontation is um, I organise all the sort of the narrative side of it and Ricky from Confrontation Events basically provides all of the terrain, all of the background stuff, the event pack, uh, and then we sit together and rewrite it so it fits Heresy's stuff rather than his um, 40k events that he does. Um, and that makes my life a whole lot easier, but still, there's. I find that in Heresy events, a lot of people would rather pick who they play each round rather than just accepting who they've been drawn against which for someone like ricky who has a system that he's made where he's basically trying to do it swiss each round doesn't necessarily work as well as i'd like it to and that's something that i need to think about planning for my next event which i'm sure we'll talk about in a bit anyway but um yeah you always think you've done enough and then you always think of something last minute that you go shit i should have done that <laughs> if there's one bit of advice or even like uh, a resource say people are looking at doing their events who should who'd be who's a good person to contact or who should they look up on facebook what group should they join you know is there, is there anything that they, they should be looking at, at doing rather than just trying to battle through it themselves yeah i think that's a really good point asking other event organizers is always a really important thing to do um yeah. i got i got a lot of help from tom and Stu at geno 52 for mine um they'd already run a few events and they helped me be able to take it from something that the first time round was very much just a turn up and play heresy and adding in just a few things to make it more narrative driven um i'd but i think the best thing you could do is probably go on to the horace heresy events page and just sort of say i want to start running events can anybody give me some advice or little bits and bobs and try and make yourself have a unique selling point as well because that's the sort of thing that will separate you from the others yeah just on that one because i was going to pick up on the, the usp 
that particularly last year there was in an event almost every weekend. It was mental. It was mm. crazy. If you if you wanted to, you could go to a Horus Heresy event every weekend of the year, um, which would would be nuts, absolutely nuts. So you, if you wanted to host an event, you had to have something to make yourself stand out from the others. If you wanted to run a successful event, that is, um, because otherwise, why are people going to go to you when they could go to a different event? That sort mm -hmm. of thing. At least you want to be able to break even. And in order to do that, you need people to, to buy tickets. So it's finding that niche. What is it that you, you're going to bring that other people aren't bringing to the community at that point? So as two people who have both been to both Path to Confrontations, what would you say that the unique selling that event was? I think the, uh, the, the narrative, particularly in the second one, um, it was very strong. Uh, I haven't been to quite a few events last year. It's narrative is a term that's very loosely used. I think when it comes, oh, I'm sorry, Jody, are we boring you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Sorry, that was frigging <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, narrative is a term that's used very, very loosely. Uh, basically, it's like a friendly gaming environment, um, whereas. Yourself, Sam. You really drove. There's a uh, there's a storyline that's that's taking place here. You're you're actually following and seeing something through, mm. uh, which is 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 strong. That was that was uh, what drew me. Other than the fact that I knew a lot of the people that were going. See, narratives okay. a double edged sword, though, because you tend to find that there's especially what well, the things that I found at like Sam's event is it it attracts an interesting crowd. Because it does attract some of the tournamenty type players mm -hmm. or people that don't read event packs. If you go into an event, read the bloody pack. That is my biggest bit of advice for anyone organizing the event, doing an event, force it down people's throats. Read the bloody pack. Um, the organizers go through a shitload of pain and aggro creating these things. Mm -hmm. And it states in there nil deployment at points or extra movement here or this mission this or this mission that so when you're writing your lists you read it you know that's coming don't get to the day and go this isn't fair i've written my 3k super tough armored list i can't claim those 10 objectives well if you'd have read the pack it said in there this is an infantry based event um that uh, that was the only thing that i found quite frustrating in the summer was there was a lot of naysayers oh this is too narrative this is this is interfering with my game too much i just want to come along and smash things if that's the case you need to read the packs and yeah that'd be the only thing that i one of the only things i took away from your event is that people not reading the packs people not reading the packs and whether or not you can enforce that even more on day one and like yeah you know, look you know the start of the day this is a narrative driven event this is the highlights of what's going to happen. Obviously, as you read the pack, you paid your money. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you took an interest in this. Stop fucking bitching and whining through the course of the day that this rule is interfering with your game because it was in the pack from day one. I think it's really... that's you've, you've hit the nail on the head there as well from the point that there's no event I know of that releases the event pack after you buy a ticket. 
all of the event packs are always out before tickets go on sale. There may be different versions or drafts of the event pack. Yeah. But the, if you're writing and planning an event, you get the core elements down first. Get that out there. And that's what people buy into. And then when the event pack does come out, read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, it's, or, or just ask questions. Most of the events will have Facebook groups. Just ask questions and go, look, just out of interest, this is the list I'm writing. Is this list going to work in your event or am I barking up the wrong tree? Yeah, that's a fantastic point. Messaging the event organizer is something that you can do, which is is not going to harm anyone. Worst case scenario, they're going to turn around and say, bear with me, I'll get back to you or something like that. But I, I don't know any event organizer who if you turn around and say, I was th thinking of bringing this, the amount of people who message me and say, this is the list I'm planning, what do you think? And I'll be open and honest and say, I don't think it's going to work for a lot of the missions or that's going to be a fantastic mission. I'm not necessarily going to give everything away. And I think one of the most important things is that when you're playing at a narrative event, you have to expect everything. You can't, the whole point is that it's a story that unfolds and stuff is going to happen in each game. And that's the thing that, I think about a narrative event. Yep. I've got three. Um, cool. So talking of narrative, Christopher, yes. you are running your first event in I March, am. March the 30th down at, at uh, a very swanky venue in Stratford, um, which I'm very jealous of. It's very nice. Um, it's swanky. It's, it's, it looks amazing on the photos. Uh, would you like to tell people about it and what you're um, up to? Yeah, can do. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I guess angling from the, the USP, the unique selling point for this event is um, I've come at organising an event with the view to try and grow uh, the heresy community locally. Uh, I figured what better way to do that than to show off the community to, to get some cool dudes down. Guys that I've met um, as I've travelled around the country playing in events, um, get some great-looking armies, some great-looking toy soldiers on the tabletop, and just really show people exactly what the heresy community can be like. Um, so rather than it being a tournament or um, a really narrative-driven storytelling event, I'm trying to make it more of a showcase. So it's just, this is what the game is, come and see. So I've really tried to drive the theme of it. So um, it's Scribes of War Gaming Club that are organising it. Yes, it's me that's doing a lot of the work behind it. But Scribes of War we're ho is hosting it. Um, Scribes of War in Stratford-upon-Avon. Well, Stratford-upon-Avon, key theme, Shakespeare, the arts and all that. So how can I drive that? How can I enrich that? Uh, well, let's use a, try and get a theatre or somewhere like that. Just to really flesh out the, the theme behind the... Uh, the event really set the atmosphere. Oh, you're going to wear a Jacobean ruff. I might do. Oh, that'd be amazing. I what light through yonder window breaks? Oh, just takes me back to the mighty bush. <laughs> Alas, poor Pollux. I knew him well. <laughs> Is this a knife I see before me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a paragon blade. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh... we're all the six. Loken, um, Loken, where art thou, Loken? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just really trying to uh, show it off to the local community with the hope then that 
people locally will want to start playing some heresy um as well as building some more friendships and those the guys that are in my in my club that uh, are just dipping their toes into heresy they'll get some networks and connections so they can enrich their own hobby there themselves as well cool how have you found setting it up a breeze really yeah absolutely it's been a breeze awesome um, how come uh, well, I, I decided probably around summertime last year that I wanted to do it. Um, the guys I run the club alongside, Scribes of War Club, <clears throat> we've uh, they've been... Sorry, that was probably really loud on the recording. That's all right. That was all right. That's okay. Uh, they've been really supportive so far because I've helped them organise several Age of Sigmar events. So... Um, they figured they'd pitch in and help me organize something that for the game that I play, which is great. Nice. Uh, so it just came down to okay, first of all, let's find a date, second of all, let's find a venue. I, I the hardest part was finding the venue, to be honest. Um, Stratford upon Avon is let's just say it's an expensive area. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a very expensive area. Trying to find a venue to host a club in, let alone uh, 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 booking somewhere for a whole day or a weekend, heaven forbid, um, was difficult. So for our gaming club, we use... Uh, I mean, Jody, you've been along to it. We use the clubhouse for a sports club. Yeah, it works really nice. well, actually. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's very nice. And we've been able to negotiate a special price on that there naturally would have to take back to to any sporting events um but we can only do sundays there so that well we could have had an event there but we're very limited in space and numbers and i wanted to go big with this and it's slightly out of town so being a showcase wanted it to be in town so i was looking around for a venue that could work that we could use and eventually came and settled on this place called the other place um, got the pricings back and had a bit of a wince uh, over what they were asking for. Uh, for the initial room, they wanted £500 uh, for the day. Uh, I came back to them and just really drove this community event based held for the community, organised by the community. We've not got much money, all that sort of, you know, pulled all the, all the heartstrings. Um, Big puppy dog eyes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm the Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, managed to get it down to, we'll say, considerably less than that, which was nice. Um, and then we got got talking about tickets and event, uh, sorry, the dates. <clears throat> Once we got the dates sorted, it was just a case of get a, save the date in. Um, I was fairly confident that... Uh, I could at least sell 20 tickets. Uh, so I went in with a certain element of confidence to it. Sold out the event, which was great. Had a great uh, uptake on it. I was able to upgrade the room as well. Yes, it's costing considerably more again. We're, we're back up to the £500 mark for the room hire. Uh, but considerably larger room this time. That's good. Which is great. And uh, yeah. Once, once we'd got the core elements in, we'd got the date booked, we'd got the venue booked, and we'd sold the tickets. It's now just a case of, well, how do I want the day to work? What can I do now to make 
um, to to let people get their money's worth for this event. So it's all just been ancillary parts, really. I could I could have just hung my hung the boots up as it were and just said, right, come along and we'll play some heresy now, um, and it would have been a good day, I'm sure. Cool. What have you found? This uh, both of you actually. Um, what have you found most difficult um, when setting up the events? We'll start with Sam on that one. Uh, probably getting people to read the event pack. <laughs> like, no matter how many different methods you put out there, it's so difficult to get people to read the event pack. And I've been guilty of it for other events in the past as well. But we put out a video. We did the uh, PDF version. Um, I believe I did an audio, an audio version as well. I can't remember exactly. But I shared the hell out of it and still there were people who were coming up and going, Oh, what's this? Or so it, or this has happened. And why is this going? It's like the event pack's been out for at least six months, mate. And th <laughs> that was like the most infuriating thing for me. Cool. Christopher. Sorry, Chris, um, after last time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most infuriating bit has been working with Microsoft products. <laughs> event pack. Oh, okay <laughs> um no uh to be honest the most infuriating part has been just a conversation time in between communications where i've been uh, communicating with the venue in particular just trying to nail down all the details like three different people i have to talk with and they all work part-time and they all seem to work various different days and oh it's just Weeks can go by before you even manage to nail down one particular detail. Okay. Oof. So that I guess that would drive my one big piece of advice. Book well in advance. Plan well in advance. Yep. Uh, cool. Uh, should we go over my failed event? Yeah. Let's. Okay. Cool. So I going on that whole USP thing. Um, I thought I'd go completely off piste uh, with the event I was going to do at the XLC. I thought you didn't and drink. Off piste. I thought. Yeah, I thought you didn't drink. I don't. Ah, I'm not raising to the bait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's boring. Oh, I'll go back to throwing shit in your corner. Um, <laughs> Poor hotel cleaner tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> for those of you that didn't listen earlier, sorry. Um, yes, I decided to go a little bit off-piste. I played around with the Force Org. I got rid of narrative completely, just for giggles. Um, and I did a bring your toughest list and just beat the crap out of each other. Um, the initial response to the idea was brilliant. And when I created the first Facebook page, um, it had something like 25 people going, 30 people interested, all the other stuff. And it was like, wicked, this looks like it could quite, work quite well. The event packs were out. Um, tickets went live. I sold two to start with. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Nobody would give feedback or anything else. So it was like, fine, whatever. Uh, altered the event pack a little bit because I took it, because originally I had two army listings because we were using a two four by fours and a six by four. Um, so I then changed the army listings in the hope that that would uh, encourage more, more people. 
again people were like yes 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 we'll come we'll come we'll come nobody took tickets uh and then because i was hosting it at the xlc my overheads weren't massive so i'd managed to get four people by this time um so i was like okay well i'll still run it because i said i would and it'll be quite a good interest to do uh i think it was either two weeks before if that if that week before two more people dropped out so it was left with two people um no left with three wasn't it i think me recent dan yeah so it was left with three so i had five at one point uh and left with three and as much as i like you know sam reese and dan it's not fair on them to have to travel all that way and come do an event on their own so i cancelled it um i think taking away from that is obviously i've done it for january uh so not the best month anyway but it, it i think it goes to show that the heresy side we are definitely more narrative driven hmm. uh and although there was i couldn't believe how good a response it originally received i kind of expected a nah sharp kind of thing because it was so off piece i i took away a lot of the restrictions for heavy support a lot of restrictions for elite so i think i'd increased it to like you could have five choices of each and i've done troops zero to five as well so you didn't have to take compulsory troops and i'd also done zero to four on hq so you you could basically you could have a look at your army and go in my three thousand points i'd like to run nine levies i don't know if that works but just say nine levies and you could and you know you could just do something something a bit of fun and that was that was what i wanted from it It was just a fun day of smashing and killing people but it just didn't take off so you know look at your market look at what's going on around you um it's all well and good trying to be different but don't go too far because we don't like change hmm. <laughs> we are very much although we go on about usps and we go on about other stuff when you go to an event you will still play your game and i think that's that's what makes a lot of the heresy events amazing is is you make it your game i think that's where tom and Stu, i really enjoy going to their stuff and also the same with the boys at greetings is at the end of the day they turn around and go it's your game you interpret it as you and your opponent wish you do it as you want you make it work for you we've just outlined a space for you and I think that's mm. that's kind of yeah, it's it's make it work for you. And just the whack and cheese thing just didn't want to work for people. So yeah, look at look at your audience, look at what you got doing, and go from there. So that's that's how not to do a not how not to do an event. Was uh, aim it right. I'd even made the ticket tickets quite cheap. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I think it's just one of things, wasn't it? Yeah, and. I was excited about it because um, originally I was going to be a step-in player and then I decided to take the plunge and jump in. Um, but yeah, I, I think it is one of those things of we like different things, but not too different. I think that's probably more of the important thing. And I think if you'd put that out there too, no, let's leave it there. Um, <laughs> well, if it was, to be fair, if it was a 40k event, it yep. would have done amazing. Yep. And <laughs> you took and the word that this, Well, no, it's, it's, we, we, I play, 40, play 40k occasionally. And when I do that, 
I will run my it's where seventh edition formations have kind of gotten because you can run your three units elites, you can run your four HQs, you can run your bits and bobs in a 40k list. And that's kind of what was trying to do with the heresy thing. But obviously we play heresy because we love the narrative side and we love the, the story side. So trying to do something that was kind of a bit of a crossover mm. didn't, didn't work. Mm. Okay. But there we go. Um, there, get my brain in gear. Um, if you could give somebody one bit of advice, say you're looking at setting up an event in their area, uh, what would it be, Christopher? Sprung uh, that <laughs> one on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saved the doozies. Um, <laughs> just one bit. Wow, that's difficult. Um, that's me with my Paxman head on. <laughs> um, okay, try and make it different to anything we've said so far this evening. Uh, I guess it would just be make sure you can break even. Make sure you're, you're you don't end up out of pocket yourself. It's a good because, one. Fair enough. Because at the end of the day, you, a hobby's expensive enough as it is. Um, if you want to put you put it from your own pocket in as well, at least make sure you're not really going to risk bankruptcy or anything like that. <laughs> Sounds daft, but actually things can get out of hand really quickly when you're trying to produce something that's really going to be great. Yep. There's so much out there that you can plug into for free resources or additional materials. You don't have to put your hand in your pocket for everything at all the times. Just get out there, speak to people, find out first of all what people want and then wait, how can you do that? Think practically about it. Cool. Sam? Uh, mine is making sure that you've got a good uh, support network around you, people who are happy to, if you do need terrain, if you do need help with missions, if you do need an FAQ looking at, or you do need uh, people, you need people around you who are willing to help and support. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean um, having someone who is constantly on stand for the whole weekend, um, but people who can do like little odd jobs for you that don't require your full attention and that are simple enough that you can send someone away, uh, don't do it all by yourself is the biggest bit of advice, I think. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Uh, mine would be, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yep. yep. That's that's the you know don't be afraid to say there is the resources out there. There is so as we've discussed, there is so many events at the moment. There is such a good pool of resources, and such a good. Dead. Heresy is very dead. Um, will be if they don't get book eight out soon enough. Um, <laughs> bloody demons. Um, I've got yeah. a question for both of you. If, if you fancy it. Oh, I wait until the end to take over. Yeah, go on then. Well, I, I thought I'd give you a little bit of time before you bugger everything up. Um, so I'll start with Jody then because he's asked so nicely for it. Um, of all the things that went wrong for your event, what was the worst? Uh, 
just not selling tickets. I think just more, it's very demoralizing. Mm -hmm. you, you build it up in your head, especially I think that's where Facebook and social media comes is really bad because you do your page and you get all this amazing feedback. You get, you know, all these people saying they're coming to the event. They're doing that sort of stuff. You put your tickets live and you watch the page, whether you want to or not, you are watching your emails. I don't care who you are. Everyone will be watching. Even Tom and Stu, who sell out super fast, they will be watching their emails going, are we selling? Are we selling? Yeah. When it doesn't mm -hmm. sell, it's such a kick in the bollocks. Because you're like, fucking hell, I've put so much effort into this already. Mm -hmm. I've written a pack. I've sorted out all the stuff. I've organized the venue. I've got all this other stuff. And then to find out that people don't like it for one, one way or another, that was such a kick in the nuts. And it was kind of like a, oh, okay. Well, screw you all, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, for me, that's the biggest disappointment is when it, if it, as I've run and I'm the only one that's ran one that didn't sell. Um, you say that actually, as we've been talking, I remembered now in my first year in the heresy, I, Sam may remember, I tried to run uh, I an do. event. Yes, uh, I tried to do a Victory's Vengeance event, so focusing on the rule set from book three. Yep, Black Book Three, I believe it is. Um, and had the venue booked, had all all the details. Tickets went out. No one bought a ticket. <laughs> I ended up inviting individual people to try mm -hmm. and see if it, they wanted to come along. Um, and got a couple of people who were up for it, but then ended up having to pull it just because I couldn't couldn't even cover costs. Yeah, mm. and it, it, it's gutting. That was on a bank holiday weekend as well, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I thought that'd be a great time to do one. But look at you now. Yeah, now you sold out, and you got a massive reserve list. Well, there you yeah. go. You had to extend the venue. You had to blag terrain off people. <laughs> Failing early on makes you better on in long life. Or you give up and become bitter, old and twisted. Tell which one of us has done what. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Christopher, your answer to that question. <laughs> what was the question again? Um, of all the things that, were, that have gone wrong in the past or that have gone wrong thus far for your event, what would you say is the worst one? Um, so having not actually really my event having not gone yet, having not done it, uh, it's difficult to say about the whole runnings of the day. Um, <laughs> but probably I went against my own um, advice that I gave a moment ago about costings, and, and I have invested personally into this event quite a lot. Um, we may not break even on it because of personal expenses on it sort of thing, but I think it's worth it. Just, yeah, I, I should have reined it in a bit a bit more and because I want to make sure everyone get, has a great time and uh, gets their money. It wasn't one of the prices a drunken purchase from income. Y yeah. <laughs> what was it yeah. out of curiosity? <laughs> You're going to have to wait and see. You'll have to see if you win it. Oh, don't do a raffle. 
no shot you're not having raffles actually that would be the biggest thing biggest disappointment ever is raffles at these events they're rigged sam wins everyone it's disgusting (laughs) even if he only puts a pound in he gets top prize it's probably worth mentioning as well that even in the raffles that i don't control i seem to win airbrush just that's not a raffle (laughs) even in the raffles where you've not even bought a ticket you win that's just yeah it's amazing what a blowjob will get you. <laughs> Free floss. <laughs> <laughs> On that no. note, right, Sam, what was your biggest disappointment? My one is not being Ga- able... Gaming related. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you could be here for another episode. It won't yeah. be streamlined. Um, mine is people complaining about things that are completely out of your control. You should be able to control the weather. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you should be able to control my drinking habits. For those of you who aren't didn't hear about it at Puff uh, back in July, it was uh, for the was it the semi final or the quarter final for the something something football related. Yeah, football. Um, and it was one of the hottest days of the year, and there was four. I think we were forty six on the Saturday. Um, and it was just too hot in the hall. And unfortunately, that's something that we couldn't control. We had all the doors open. And unfortunately, it's a church hall. We didn't have aircon in there. But other things like, and Jody's heard this one to no, to no end. But I, I like to put out a survey monkey at the end and ask for people's feedback. And one of the ones that um, came back was, uh, how could we improve this event? And it was not let tournament players enter. And that was one of those things of, I don't know how I can vet people <laughs> in, 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 to, to, for them to not be tournament players. Like, it, it's, it's, I don't know how. And it made me sad because I couldn't fix it, as well as loads of other things that came up. Like, it's the ones that you have no control over or people don't complain until it's done. Well, you could put, it could be like um, one of those airport waivers <laughs> where it asks you, are you a terrorist? You could put in your event pack, have you been a tournament player? And they would have to tick yes or no. And obviously oh, everyone's gonna tick or everyone, everyone's gonna tick no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get that one. Yeah. It little things that are completely out of your control. That's the disappointing part, I think. Yeah. I get that. Cool. So to wrap up, uh, I would f- thoroughly recommend having a go at running an event. Uh, attend a couple first get to know some people in your community um if you're like chris is doing at stratford if your area is struggling for a a regular heresy gaming um it's a great way to show it off because you'll have lots of people will come to the area uh and then you can do lots of photos you can stick it on your facebook groups you get a lot of the 40k and aos players to come along you know, I think Chris, you've got open door policy, haven't you? Yeah. Absolutely. So you're inviting a lot of the guys that play games in your areas and uh, to come along and have a look. So I think that's that's probably one of the, the best ways to use uh, an event is actually as is a is showcase. I think that's quite quite clever. Um, but yeah, use it. Don't don't be afraid to, to ask for help. You know, there's so many great people within the community that are willing to help, and you know we're all up for an event we're all up for a bit of a laugh so you know get yourself onto the heresy events page get yourself in there and go hi my name's ted 
uh, and I'm looking to organise an event. This is my idea. And people will be very quick to say, <laughs> that's not going to work. Or, yes, actually run with that. Is there anything we can do to help you? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, any closing notes from you two? Or are you uh, all, all tired out now? I was going to say about, obviously, in the run-up, I don't know if you're going to be able to get off the reserve list, but in the run-up to it, please make sure that you check out Mr. Gibson's uh, event coming up and uh, my next event, which is going to be as part of the Onion Ploy, which is the Geno 5-2 event in July. I'll be running a one-day Zomortalis event, uh, which will feature Dungeon Masters as well. So you won't just be playing against your opponent, you'll be playing against the house. What did you say? Bring out the gimp. Dungeon oh. <laughs> but the gimp's sleeping. Um, yeah. <laughs> <The> yes. <fuck? laughs> uh, Christopher, anything else to finish? Uh, no. No? Awesome. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, we hope you've taken something out of this. Uh, feel free, as we said before on the last one, if you are running an event or you need help running an event, message us put it on the Facebook page. We can either put you in contact with people that know what they're doing, uh, or we can give you uh, some advice from our, from our side. Um, so as usual, it's a goodbye for me. It's a goodbye from Sam. Actually. Auf Wiedersehen. Oh, and Christopher's <laughs> coming in. Last minute. Yes, Christopher. Just going to sidetrack uh, for a little moment. Uh, the quote section that's coming up in just a moment. Let me know your answers. I want to know what you guys are saying for who is asking the quotes. Yes. Um, and on that note, I was going to suggest, actually, we might even try and put that separately on our Facebook page uh, yes. as a separate post. So we can do we, We'll add it to this show. Sam's like, what? Hey, what's it going on? What? Uh, and we will also do the MP3 file, I believe it is. Yep. Attached attach that to a link on the Facebook page, so, you know, you don't have to go through the drivel of the cast uh, to get to Chris's dulcet tones talking about quotes. Look at you guys organising stuff without me. I'm so proud. Giving you more work to do. What? You, like, you're trying to take the credit for being the organised one of us lot? Get lost. <laughs> <laughs> we, we managed last week perfectly fine, thank you very much. How long did it take for me to get the episode to edit? Nope. <laughs> right on that note thank you very much for listening uh we shall be back on episode 20 uh topic to be decided so feel free to let us know what you um what you want to discuss i'm pretty sure we did a post a little while ago asking for suggestions and that was spammed by yours truly um but we, we shall uh, favorite novels favorite novels i don't read <laughs> That's harsh. Yeah, I don't need unless it's pop up. Let's just um, do. Let's just do a one to fifty of uh, our of the top fifty heresy podcasts because there's that friggin' many of them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's okay. It's it's basically podcasting is the new YouTube. It's true. It's uh, everyone's moved away from YouTube and they've moved towards podcast. Uh, and then is it Twitch is the next one we need to look at? Oh, no, let's not do Twitch. That means it's we have Twitch. to commit to a particular time every week, and I can't be doing with that. Oh, yeah, you and your commitment issues. Right. Uh... <laughs> 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 
45 minute episode 15 minute rollout yes sorry right on that note goodbye thank you very much for joining us and we will leave you with chris's quotes of the week toodles Auf Wiedersehen. good evening once more this is chris the lady gaga of the horus heresy the name is slowly catching on one day I will get recognised in the supermarkets for my silky voice and someone will shout out from across the aisle, Oh look, it's the Lady Gaga of the heresy scene. Just kidding, that's never going to happen. But I am back and I am here to provide yet more quotes for you to shout innately uh, the names of the people who originally spoke these quotes. We, so far, we've had multiple quotes uh, read out, and as usual, at the end of this section, I will go over last week's answers for anyone who is playing along at home. But the way this works is I'm going to read you three quotes, and I need you to tell me, of multiple choice, who originally said these quotes. So, without further ado, first up, we have... Hardships often prepare ordinary men for an extraordinary destiny. Who said that? Was it A. Horace Lupercal? Was it B. George W. Bush? Or was it C. C.S. Lewis? Quote number two, moving swiftly on we have. I learnt that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Was that A, Jagatai Khan? Was that B, Nelson Mandela? Or was it C, Conrad Kurz? And finally we have number three. It's a nice, simple one-liner. We're all damaged now. Was that A, Saint Timothy from the Bible? Was that B, Corey Taylor from Slipknot? Or was that C, Arvida of the Thousand Sons? Let me know. Let me know your answers. I want to know these. You can get in touch via Facebook. You can drop us an email. Or you can get in touch individually through our social medias. Um, Let us know what you think. And remember, points make prizes. Last week... We went over some some quotes, so here are the answers. The first quote, <clears throat> the first quote of last week was this: "Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear." Of course, we know that was George Adair who first said that. Second of all, we had: "Nothing in life is to be feared; it's only to be understood." Now is the time to understand more, so that we may fear less. Naturally, we know that was not actually Angron who said that, nor was it Malkador the Sigilite, which means it can only have been Marie Curie. And finally, we had a simple one. Only angels may fly. It wasn't Icarus. It wasn't Corvus Corax. It was indeed... Sanguinius, the angel of the blood angels, the Primarch of the blood angels. So, I look forward to hearing from you guys in the week and seeing all of your right or wrong answers. And I will see you next week.